WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Thursday, January the 4th. The first week of this new year is moving right along quickly, very quickly, actually. Um, Again, just wanted to remind everyone that we have a brand new location right here on Monument Circle. And to go along with that, we have a brand new phone number. It is 317-972-3008. Again, the listener line, 317-972-3008. The listener line for Community Connection is 317-972-3008. I'll be sharing the new number and reminding everyone throughout the show so that everyone is aware. Um, Coming up a little later on the show today, news of yet another school shooting late this morning. Uh, This one in the small town of Perry, Iowa. Sadly, very sadly, the first day of school for the high school students there in the new year. Um, We're going to take a closer look at that and some other developments. Again, our new Community Connection call-in number is 317-972-3008. Now, right now, it is Thursday, and on Community Connection on Thursdays, that means sports with the sports writer from the Indianapolis Recorder, Danny Bridges. I think that music means Danny is close by. Okay. (laughs) Danny, 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 how are you? Well, it's good to see that you've got a new location and the same old terrible uh, music entry for me, right? Well, you know what? We might freshen that up a little bit. No, no. Ah, Oh, you like it? Okay, okay. What I'm I'm saying is same old meaning that uh-huh. It's a it's an upbeat vibe, but I'm just too old to dance to it. That's all right. You you, you know what? You get younger every day. That's what we're told. That's what we're told. I, I would yeah. whole like to think that, but yeah. today my body isn't saying that. But how are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. You know, uh, we're starting the this new year on a Thursday, on Danny Thursdays, uh, with starting the show with you rather than ending the show with you, as we usually do. But, hey, we are flexible. Uh, I hope you had a good holiday season and, and all that good stuff stuff uh what what do you think well a lot of calories were consumed but that was the plan all along Mm -hmm. i'm kind of glad it's over you know i always have to worry about the perfect gift or the perfect meal and all that well as in my case the loved ones that i gave something to it was just cash i didn't even give them a card i said here's the money now leave me alone oh my goodness oh my goodness Ah, ah. (laughs) you must be uh that's a good santa claus in a lot of ways just take the cash yeah don't don't kids know what kids know what they want grandkids know what they want they don't they don't want a gift card they don't want a sweater uh they don't want a uh well, they probably would like an electronic gadget, but I'm not going to go that route because I'd pick out the wrong one. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it all went smoothly enough, and like I said, I, I'm sure I picked up five pounds, but, hey, that's just collateral damage in my book. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I was talking uh, yesterday, and I, I guess we didn't get a chance to really talk about it, but uh, the uh, some of the little bugs, the little 24-hour bugs and things that went around, I think that kept my calorie intake low, uh, my calorie count low, because I uh, picked up one of those, one or two of those, and so didn't didn't gain a whole lot of weight, got rid of more than I gained. So that was uh, that was even Steven right there with well, the holidays. I'm sorry you so. weren't feeling well. And- yeah, I was 
was okay. It was okay. But, uh, hey, don't, you don't have to wait till another holiday to make up for that weight you lost. Go out and have a big meal tonight, okay? No, 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 no. I, I, I gotta, I gotta maintain, gotta do some stuff here. So, <laughs> anyway, Danny, 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 a great big weekend coming up in the NFL, especially for the home team, Indianapolis Colts. And, and I gotta ask you, would you have ever believed that this part at this part of the season we would be talking about playoff possibilities that the Colts would be squarely in the playoff hunt did you even think along those lines that this would even be possible this conversation well not at the first of the year but I will say this with about five games out the Mm -hmm. mathematics were lining up and certainly the opposition wasn't that stout so I'm a believer now that the possibility is there but I don't take anything for granted. These mm-hmm. are the Colts. They have broken hearts and uh, played yeah. poorly enough for us to not take anything for granted. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll just go ahead and say it right now. Houston is certainly capable of coming here and beating the Indianapolis Colts on Saturday night. I hope it doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. But uh, these are the Colts we're dealing with, so anything can happen. Yeah. I, I just never I, I just never thought that they would be in the playoff hunt uh, at the end of the season. Uh, and you're right. Anything and everything can happen. Now, what what is the significance of the, uh, the, the Steelers-Ravens game in terms of the Colts getting in? Well, I don't know all the scenarios. Okay. Of, uh, who, if they lose, who else has to lose and they still get in? Mm. But I do know Lamar Jackson isn't playing, and that's really the focal point as far as I'm concerned. Look, the the Ravens have really uh, distinguished themselves in the last four to five weeks. They're clearly the favorite to win the AFC. Um, What happened in San Francisco was not an aberration. That was an old-fashioned beatdown. They're a hard-nosed football team. Their defense is better than it gets credit for. They're well-coached. Lamar Jackson, to me, is the MVP this year. and So all those things come together, and you know, the significance of that game, Baltimore doesn't care if they lose. I still think they can beat the Steelers with their second-string quarterback, but if they don't, they're still the number one seed. There's so many scenarios about who gets in if so-and-so wins and loses. Mm-hmm. All I know is that the Colts win the game, they're in the playoffs, and that's where their focus needs to be. Yeah, if they win. Now, um, it's here. The, the game is here. Uh, the Colts are slight favorites, believe it or not. I, I don't know if that's the hometown team nod or love or that, you know. That's basically all that is. I mean, when you've got, I mean, betting lines are established for two things. Mm-hmm. To get act, one thing, really, to get action on both sides of that line. They want Houston money. They want Indianapolis money. They prefer to have more money on their end as far as a winning is concerned. But mm-hmm. I don't think the line means much. Uh, The secondary for the Colts will be tested. The offensive line will be tested. And, uh, you know, I I just think this is a tough ball game for the Colts on Saturday. I don't look for them to come out and blow someone out. And it'd be great if they did. I do think they're capable of winning. But this is not one of those things you just show up and go through the motion. The Houston Texans have played well this year at times, rather well. And they've got a hot quarterback who got hurt. Now he's back. I don't know what he's got in store for them, but I know one thing. The ball is going to go in the air. They're probably going to throw the ball 35 or 40 times against the Colts. Yeah. Yeah, but it's one of those scenarios. Like you say, if the Colts win, they're in, uh, regardless of who else wins or loses, correct? I guess that's that's the yeah, easiest way I, to I understand it. Yeah, I to dissect all the different uh, yeah. tiebreakers and scenarios, mm-hmm. but uh, I think if they lose the ball game, and this sounds harsh to all Colts fans out there. Remember, I don't pay to get in. They pay... 
they're harder than mine to get in. I want to see them do well for the fans. But if they don't win, they didn't deserve to get in. I mean, it's just that simple. You, you came to this point. You've got a game in your own home turf. You couldn't win it. Go home. Now, yeah. the other side of it is, if they win this game, certainly they've got nothing to lose. And they could be a dangerous road opponent for somebody in the playoffs. But one mm. thing that still could happen, which is bizarre to me, is that if Jacksonville loses and the Colts beat the Houston Texans, well, the Colts win the division. Therefore, they host the first playoff game oh that they would be goodness. part of. And is that's, that that's crazy? Before, yeah, that is crazy. And uh, that's that's definitely a possibility. But uh, got to win the game first. And whether Jacksonville mm. wins or lo- or excuse me, whether the Jaguars win or lose, the Colts mm-hmm. are in if they win. Yeah. Um, a side uh, a side note to uh, the Colts uh, story. Um, several days ago, um, you know, one of their defensive players, I do believe, was a defend defender, right? Um, Drew Ogletree. Uh, was tight, there, end. tight end. I'm tight sorry. End. Never mind. Tight end. Tight end. Yes, yeah, indeed. Okay. That's all right. Um, was um, was arrested for domestic battery or domestic some kind of domestic charge, and the league acted swiftly and decisively. Something that you have been critical of the league for yeah. not doing uh, in the past. So, what do you think the difference was with this particular situation? I, I can only speculate. I have no source, no information. So this is just purely speculation. Mm-hmm perhaps the severity of the case, and I hope I'm wrong there, because every case is severe, but some are more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm just tired of picking up the newspaper and reading about a woman possibly in front of their children being uh, mm-hmm. assaulted mm-hmm. by their partner or their husband. I, mm-hmm. I, domestic violence is a plague. The Julian Center here locally in town does a fabulous job in providing resources to women and their children uh, who have experienced mm-hmm. the the plague, as I call it, it is domestic violence. I just don't understand how this could possibly continue to happen. But it's in reality, the NFL, in some cases, is just as violent off the field as it is on the field, and that's got to stop. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was. Uh, I, I thought about you when I read uh, that uh, of the list that he was put on uh, for the league, um, and and how quickly I thought about you because you were, you know, you've been very, you know, vocal about how sometimes well, the league and, moves and, very and I slowly. I think I may have said this to you before. I have a lot of respect for Jeff Van Gundy, the former mm-hmm. Knicks coach and former ESPN basketball analyst. He mm-hmm. uh, also coached at Houston at one point in his career. I just. Uh, I had the opportunity to meet him and, and get to know him just a little bit. We're not friends, but, you know. Yeah, I know if I was you see, yeah. If I was to see him in a game, he'd throw up my hand and say, hey, Double Ugly, how are you, whatever. That would be about <laughs> the extent of it. But the point is, he had an interesting take on domestic violence in the NBA, but I think it's universal, or it could be applied universally to any sports league. If you get caught or if you commit domestic violence, you're, you're done for the season, okay? Whether mm-hmm. it's the first game of the year, the middle of the year, the playoffs, you're done. You can't play anymore. Mm-hmm. You do it a second time, you're banned from the league. And I like that concept. Now, people will say, hey, due process, and there's the players' union and all those things. I was going to say the I, union would vo- very well, much object to that, yeah. every Well, every contract has a morals clause in it. And okay. mm-hmm. no one has ever taken, no owner has ever taken, to my knowledge, mm-hmm. a player to court or been taken to court by a player on behalf of the union uh, contesting that morals clause. Hey, 
You committed a domestic violence offense. That's a violation of the Morals Clause. We're suspending you or we're terminating you. Now, I believe in due process. I believe the union serves a necessary purpose for the players, uh-huh. especially when it comes to the collective bargaining agreement and how they cut up the money and, yeah. and how the pie is shared. But yep. I'm just tired of men who won't be responsible. And just take it out of sports. This, If it was just sports where we were seeing domestic violence, that would be a much more smaller sample size. But it, when I call it a plague, it is. And um, mm-hmm. I hope that uh, Mr. Ogletree gets his life in order. To heck with football. Get your life in order. Take care of your family. Maybe your wife will take you back. I don't know. She has no obligation to after you've done that to her. But uh, we can do better as a society, mm-hmm. men as a whole, myself included. We all have an obligation to respect women uh, and to treat them mm-hmm. as an equal and certainly not become violent with them. Yeah. Um Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight is our new listener line uh, for the show Community Connection. Uh, Danny, uh, your buddy Jeff is on the line has a question for you. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Happy New Year, Tina again. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year again. Good afternoon, Jeff, and thank you for the holiday salutation. Go ahead. First, I just want to uh, second what you just said. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing masculine about domestic violence. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's contrary to being a man. You know, a man should never, ever have to put his hands on a woman. And, uh, you know, to me, a man that does that is, is pretty much a, a, a moron and a coward. I mean, I'm just being too nice. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I definitely support you on that. And, uh, this, and, yes, domestic violence is a plague, you know, because, uh, you know, to me, it's just a uh, uh, a lack of character and it has nothing to do with manhood. In fact, it's contrary to being what it is to be a man. So I definitely agree with you on that. All right, Dan, I got to put it to you. Who's going to the Super Bowl at this point in time? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I think, I think Baltimore is going to win the AFC and not because they've been hot the last few weeks, just simply because I think man for man, uh, they're the best team, but certainly keep an eye on Buffalo as a wild card. I do believe they're going to beat Miami and I do believe they're going to be a wild card, and they'll be on a roll if they get into the playoffs as a as a wild card. They'll have a tough road to hoe on the road, but when you've got a quarterback that good, anything's possible. The NFC, everyone keeps saying San Francisco. Um, I won't count the Eagles out yet from a standpoint of you know a defending champion in the in the NFC. You ask for a pick. You know what? I'm going to go against the grain. I'm not going to take San Francisco, even though they're loaded. I think the I'm Eagles are going to get. Yeah, I think the Eagles are going to get it together and make a return trip to play the Ravens. But you know what, Danny? I'm going to say this, and it's going to make my cousin up in Motown very happy. Beware of the Lions. No question. Yeah, they're more than a wild card. They're they're legitimate. Uh, They they got got screwed in Dallas. Yeah, they got screwed in Dallas on that call, and uh, you know they're uh, they're for real, and they're they're uh, a good football team. So wouldn't be a surprise to see. Uh, Detroit gets their into the AF, oh, excuse me, the NFC title game. They're going to have their hands full, but at that point, you should have your hands full. It's down to the usually, hopefully, the best two teams left. So mm-hmm. that yeah. would be a heck of a thing to see the Detroit Lions in the <laughs> NFC title game. And if they were to win it, I don't know if Detroit could could handle all that excitement because it's been so long since mm-hmm. they had anything to cheer about in the city of Detroit. And uh, the Lions have been entertaining. They've played good football. They're well coached, and they're fun to watch. 
So I have a question for both of you, uh, Rick, and and pin your thought right there, Jeff, because mine's going to fly out of my head pretty quickly. But um, given uh, the fact that we talked a a lot, uh, you know, the last uh, year, year and a half or so about your team, Jeff, the commanders and um, the owner. Oh, you were getting ready to bring it up. The ownership change Uh, is is the 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 and the fact that they they traded Sweat and uh, Chase. um, Yeah, yeah, the the fact that all of these things happened. is this an indicator that the team is still in need of some more um, adjustments or is this just uh, the pains of making the adjustments and that things will be better next season? What are your thoughts on that now that it, the Snyder era has ended? Well, the good news is the stench of Daniel Snyder is gone. Yeah, the stench is he's gone. Yeah, yeah, he, he's a, uh, he, he shouldn't even own a minor league team because the guy is how he became a multi-billionaire. I'll never understand because he doesn't know how to manage anything. Uh, the question I was going to ask Kenny, yeah, and uh, I, I I do concur what you're saying. I don't think Ron Rivera is going to be back, and I'll, and Daniel, what what teams you believe there going to be some culture changes at the top? You know. Mm. Uh, one comes to mind is New Orleans and uh, maybe, I don't know about Carolina. Well, Carolina, they're going to be definitely looking for another coach. Las Vegas, so. Who's, well, so, there's always speculation. No, I'm fine. There's always speculation about coaching. Uh, but to Tina's question specifically, I think it's a combination of, as far as, okay, we want we want a, a new direction. Some of that was salary purge as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also want to take a look at what our future is. And, uh, you know, you don't invest in teams to that magnitude of, of capital without uh, a plan. And mm-hmm. we'll have to see what the new ownership group. I mean, obviously, as a minority uh, owner, Magic Johnson's involved in that as well. A lot of people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, I, I think I think the, uh, the Redskins mm-hmm. have turned the – here we go. I said it again. The commanders have turned the page. And, uh, you know, it's going to, they're not, I think they'll be uh, active in the free agent market. Mm -hmm. And I think they're going to uh, uh, be better off under a new regime, but only time can tell. But, uh, you know, it's the kind of thing where I don't think a really bad football team can be really good in one season without a successful draft, without some success in the free agent market. And the maturation of the roster. A guy's a year older, he's a year better, that kind of thing. But, you know, we sit here and talk about that. We talk about who's going to go to the Super Bowl. The bottom line is the NFL is always full of interesting storylines, which is why America can't get enough of it. And these next few weeks will be interesting, to say the least. But uh, something tells me there's plenty of money to go around in Washington. Uh, That's a vibrant community that supports that team. Mm -hmm. I think long term they're going to be fine. I would so, think so. Yeah. So, so who's so uh, who, what coaches are on the hot seat? And I'll take it off the air. Okay. Well, obviously, you know, there's teams that are going to have. They're probably not going to look to retain interim coaches. I, uh, you know, San Diego and Carolina at one point, obviously, you know, they they pulled the trigger there. But I'm not really sure that uh, the the one that comes to mind with me is Bill Belichick going to resign. He's not going to be fired. Mm-hmm. Rob Kraft will sit down with him, and they'll talk like gentlemen, and they'll get that thing dined out. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he steps away. That would be the biggest one, but that's not a coaching change or hot seat thing as much as it is the end of an era and it's just time. I, I, I can't help but think he, he couldn't be looking at what's after football in terms of his life. But that aside, 
Um, I'm not going to say who's going to get fired. I would simply say that there's been some great coaching jobs this year. The fan in Cleveland, I think, is the inside track for coach of the year, but certainly McDaniel in Miami is going to get some get some run. Shane Steichen should get a couple of those as the Colts make the playoffs. But that being said, it's always a carousel. There's always an owner out there mm-hmm. who's impatient, and there's always a, uh, someone pulling the trigger. So we'll find out more in the next two weeks. But there will probably be a couple guys fired, but I'm not really sure that I can tell you who that is with any degree of certainty. But I do know this. Uh, those jobs are coveted. They pay well. Oh, and they're yeah. high pressure. And I don't think I'd want them for those reasons alone. Okay. Uh, Danny, J.J. would like to speak with you. Go ahead, J.J. Yeah, uh, when you were talking about domestic violence, um, don't forget that some of the males are victims also of uh, domestic violence. Um, A lot of it goes unreported because most men don't want to report that they have been um, victimized by their spouse or or their significant other. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's just when it was mentioned that, you know, uh, it's bad for when these men, you know, jump on their women in front of their kids. But I'm just saying it as a whole. Uh, I've seen it on a lot of different levels, uh, whether it's uh, a homosexual relationship, um, a hetero, uh, heterosexual relationship, or uh, whether it's siblings. And jumping on uh, the parents, uh, domestic bi- violence as a whole is is bad. And unfortunately, yes, when these things happen in front of kids, some of the kids take on that same trait, and then it becomes a cycle. And along these lines, we have to find a way to try to break this cycle of uh, domestic violence. Well, you make some excellent observations. Unfortunately, statistically, predominantly, women are victimized, but certainly the scenarios that you describe have and can prevail as well. Um, I am just someone who thought they might live long enough to see violence in our society, including domestic violence, disappear. Obviously, I'm almost 65 years of age. If I live to 100, which is unlikely, uh, these things aren't going to go away as well. But I will say this. it's a sad time in our society. You know, Tina opened the show talking, or just before we opened, talking about a school shooting today. Uh, violence in America is at an all-time high. We're getting ready to go into an election cycle. Mm-hmm. It's going to perpetuate it even more so. And, um, you know, I always thought about what it would be like if we didn't have any violence in our society and how different it could be and how different it would be. That's a pipe dream. But to your point, uh, you make some excellent observations. Domestic violence can come in various forms, but uh, I'm just troubled by the fact that we continue to see it happening, period. Yeah, um, very, uh, very good point about that as well. Um, switching gears here, um, the Pacers, uh, yeah. they're uh, they are making quite a name for themselves. The the analysts, the pundits, the sports folks, they're, uh, they're giving the Pacers a lot more love than they've had in I don't know how long. <laughs> One, I even said, the Pacers is a team you do not want to play. You don't want to meet them unless you're ready. And I'm like, hey, you know what? <laughs> the hometown team is getting some, some good good pub there. That's that's great. Um, well, and, of course, Halliburton uh, being the, the, the superstar that he is uh, leading the way. Well, I, I, I would uh, 
here's how I'll respond to that. Certainly you are who you have beaten, mm-hmm. and they have had some moments against some good teams this year, and that's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But you live and die by the sword that is the three-pointer. Oh, my goodness, and yes. anytime that's a viable piece of your armor, mm-hmm. you're susceptible to heading south quickly just as much as you can put those balls in the basket when you are on track with them. Um, I do believe that because they're about a solid eight to ten guys deep Mm -hmm. and their conditioning is such and they're young enough that they've caused some problems to teams who may be a little longer in the tooth, um, but they still can be undressed real real quickly. Uh, That in-season tournament thing was just, just something I didn't have any interest in from a concept. Mm-hmm. But just from a matchup perspective, we saw that they're still very vulnerable to teams who have mobile big men. Now, last night, they did a decent job on Giannis, but still he he was prominent in their game. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, I, I want to talk about Halliburton. You, you called him a superstar, and, I, and you and I go back and forth from time to time about what we agree on and what we don't agree on. I don't believe he's a superstar yet. I do believe he's an extremely talented player with a future that is unlimited, and the sky is just that. His sky is the limit for him. But mm. I think people need to take a step back. No, not quit a making comparisons yet. to Hall of Fame players. Mm-hmm. Be fair to that young man. Be respectful to who you're comparing to. Mm-hmm. And let's just see how this thing unfolds. He can be electric at times, and he certainly has uh, a very good head on his shoulders. He's He's been active in the community. He's been uh, he's been a breath of fresh air in that department, but I hope people will give him a chance rather than just to anoint him as the king, because quite frankly, there's a ways to go here. Um, he is certainly on his way and could very well become a superstar. I do believe mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Right now, I believe believe he's a super super good player mm-hmm. with a super bright future okay dave you want to reply to danny go ahead how are you yes Tina, i'm about to blaze danny why is well blaze? well danny, let's, let's be okay no, go no ahead. it's nothing it's, it's a respectful it's nothing that's all right bad. okay daddy is like i don't get it it's like i listen to the sport local sports shows mm-hmm. everyone uh-huh. is so negative about the pacers and the coach Daddy just sat up, gave the coach really no respect Saturday, talking about, well, they got to go up against the Texans, and they can definitely come in here. Well, the Texans got to watch out for the coach also, Mr. Bridges. We also have a good team also. We're not here because we've played weak competition. But, but, you know, Dave, in in defense of Danny, and and I would agree, this is where I agree with Danny, the Colts can have you as high as a kite one day and then right back down to the gutter the next. So you have to temper a lot of that uh, and be even about, I mean, I I agree that it's, I don't know. I, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic approaching that, optimistically approaching that game because you don't know which Colts team is going to show up, Dave. But Tina, Tina, are the Colts the only team going to be on the field by themselves? No. They're going up against guys who are on scholarship also. The Houston Texans can play. We can play. Whoever gets the proper breaks in the game. This, and this the is not saying that we way, do not Tina, want. It can go either this, way, Tina. Of course. Of the Colts can let us down. If the Colts beat the Texans, you think nobody in Houston is going to feel let down? They'll feel let down just like if the coach get beat Saturday. We'll feel let down. Yes. Well, I will say this. Okay, go ahead, Danny. Come on, Danny. Come on, Danny. I think you got to. Me and Danny, your, your, 
your points are, are valid. The, the Colts certainly can just as easily win the game on Saturday night as they mm-hmm. can lose it. Uh, the inconsistency with this team, now granted, they've had some injuries, suspensions. They've had some things that have been troublesome for them. I just think they're relatively evenly matched. And with the Colts' history of breaking hearts, uh, sometimes it's uh, this is a uh, this is no shoe in, but certainly they they should win the game. They're they're at, you know they're at home. They've beaten some good teams this year. They've lost some games they shouldn't have. But I, I'm not anyone to say they can't win or they're not capable of winning. But I think it'll be an interesting game to watch. But your point is well made in the sense that there have been some rather discouraging mm-hmm. attitudes toward. Uh, the Colts, maybe not as much towards the Pacers, but still, I think you have to win on a consistent basis to win everyone over. And even though the media can be looked at as second-class citizens from time to time, <laughs> you mm-hmm. have to hit, you have to impress something upon them as well. But I hope the Colts win. It's great for this community when they're winning. Yeah, it it really is, and I don't. I I think being even and cautious and optimistic about a team that is clearly and and uh, AJ, you did you know AJ, why your hand AJ did the same thing. His hand was up in the air, and then his his hand went down, saying the same thing you said, Danny, that I said, and not that Dave doesn't have a good point. Yeah, we're good too, but we're not consistently good. Uh, and that's the that's the issue, uh, and that's where the optimism, where the guarded optimism comes in. It's it's fair. I, I don't know. Well, I, I don't see it as negative as much as it is realistic. I mean, if they well, were, I know we have to close, but I'll just simply say this before I go. I know that mm-hmm. uh, the best way to silence the doubters is to make them believers. Make them believers. Yeah, make them win very quickly before you have to go. Uh, winner Monday night, uh, Michigan, Washington. Any pick there? Well, I think Michigan was very fortunate to win the football game as poorly as they played on special teams. They got really fortunate on that last play when that young man made a heads-up move Mm -hmm. to recover that football after he had fumbled it near the goal line. But um, you know what? A lot of people are talking Michigan, Michigan, Michigan because they beat Alabama. I think Alabama was the better team in the second half of that game with the exception of overtime. But it came down to one play call, to be quite frank. So, you know what? A lot of people are saying it's Michigan's year, and it may well be, but I like the Washington Huskies to win the National I like their quarterback. I think their quor- the Huskies' yeah, quarterback. Is, is he good or what? To, huh? Yeah, and it's, it's time to quit calling him former IU quarterback and just call him Michael Penix. What do you mean? Oh, well, who's calling him former IU quarterback? Well, you pick up any paper here locally, any radio okay, show. Okay, you'll okay. Hear it. You'll hear it. You'll read it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, he's awfully darn good. He's <laughs> really, exceptional. He is he's exceptional. exceptional. He's a special player, and I think that's why they've got a chance to beat him. And I'm going with Washington. You're going to go with Washington. I, I don't think Michigan has come up against a quarterback of his uh, skill set uh, so far, and I think they're going to have a hard time. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know that Washington is a bad, a bad call. I, I certainly don't seem. I, I'll know later. I'll, I'll noodle over it. But I'm not really sure who I would pick. But it, nobody yet. But I tell you what, I'm leaning toward Washington. Well, you better come up with something. The game is Monday night, okay? <laughs> well, today's just Thursday, today's, Danny. Yeah, just Thursday. Uh, today, okay, just thir- right. today is just Take Thursday. Your time. Ease into it, would you? Huh? Take your time. Ease into it. I think I will. Danny, thank you for being with us today. I really appreciate you being with us. Happy New Year again. Hey, we'll talk with you next week, okay? Listen, I appreciate the opportunity, and I appreciate the the, uh, conversation about the plague of domestic violence. Your your callers had some great points as well. Let's keep that on the the, uh, 
the hot seat. We talked about hot seat. Let's make that a focal point every day let's, until it goes away. Yeah, we want it to go away for sure. Hey, Danny, Thanks. have a good one. We'll talk with you soon. All righty, thank you. And again, Danny Bridges, sports writer for the Indianapolis Recorder, uh, never one to uh, uh, AJ. What, what do you think? What you, you you watch sports a lot? What do you think? Unfortunately, I'm a Bears fan. So <laughs> okay, I, uh, well that does. <laughs> yeah, well they're uh, they did okay this year. They didn't we, we do bad. Did, we exceeded my very low expectations. Okay, we, we exceeded those expectations. I'm just scared now because mm-hmm. I'm. Yeah, we got to go into this draft, and they're going to mess it up, but I hope they don't. But hope the Colts are, are a great team. They are very good. They they play well together, and mm-hmm. I think that's the best part of their team. I think mm-hmm. they play good team ball. However, like you said, they will flip that coin in a hot mm-hmm. second and just be absolute garbage out Stink there. Stink it up, Walter. Yeah, yeah. They, they really will. So yeah. we uh, take mm-hmm. it with a grain of salt and go in there with, with – Low expectations, but high hopes, and let's let's get a win. Yeah, that's that's the saying. Expect nothing, and you're seldom disappointed. Just enjoy the game and hope that they come out on top. Once they start to get a little bit more consistent, I think we can. I, I think I would agree more with the points that uh, the caller Dave was making. But until mm-hmm. then, uh, I'm I'm with you and Danny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just they are up and down and all around. So hey, uh, let's take a quick break right here. We come back. Uh, we take a look at some of the development. Of, of the morning, um, including that school shooting out in Iowa. We'll be right back. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection. 317-972-3008 is our new listener number for Community Connection. Again, our new number is 317-972-3008. Again, 317-972-3008. Uh, I want to thank our sports guy, Danny Bridges. Again, Danny uh, had some things to do this afternoon, so he joined us a little earlier than what he normally does uh, on Thursday. So we got uh, we got to our sports segment first. But I want to get back to um, the developments I was talking about at the, uh, at the top of the show uh, this morning um, uh, that we shared with you. Um, as we were saying, um, we started the new year off uh, with an age-old issue, a new year age-old issue, New Year-old issue, gun violence and school shootings. Um, Again, the latest was this morning in Perry, Iowa. That's about 25 miles uh, on the other side of Des Moines, Iowa, Uh, 25, 30 miles maybe. I I don't know, but not very far from Des Moines. Uh, Details are still coming in, uh, but so far we know uh, that the accused shooter is dead, Um, apparently got to the school before classes started uh so there were some administrators that were apparently injured um the shooter uh again is reportedly dead uh self-inflicted gunshot wound from what we know so far uh we also know there have been several injuries although how many yet to be determined i think a press conference is uh coming up uh any any second uh, or any time, very, very shortly, we're supposed to have a press conference. Um, 317-972-3008, 317-972-3008 is our new call-in number. You know, we, we talk about, this is the thing, 
the gun culture, school shooting culture, all of it seems to be here to stay, right? Because despite an overwhelming majority of Americans being in favor of common sense gun control measures, and when I say common sense, raising the age to which to buy a handgun from 18 to 21 in some instances, something as simple as that. You have to be 21 to buy a bottle of liquor, right? You know, you have to be a certain age to buy a pack of cigarettes. Why can't you be a certain age to have to, you know, but but anyway, that that that's not even the that that's not even the the issue right now, I don't think. I think the issue now is how the, the these kids had had a nice holiday break, Christmas break, winter break, whatever you want to call it, and the first day back to school, they're dodging bullets. And it, it doesn't matter that it was in Iowa. Or, um, you know, it, it could have been in, in, in Beach Grove. It could have been anywhere because that's how that's how that's how widespread it is. And that's how unchecked uh, it is. And so the um, I, w- I was talking to and, and by the way, again, welcome back and, and welcome to the show, AJ, our our new uh, uh, technical producer, AJ, is here with us. And AJ, AJ is going to talk to us. You know, he'll talk to us. So I'm, I'm going <laughs> to ask him. But it. I, you know, my children are grown. You know, I'm a grandparent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're young. You're a young man, and you have young children. And I can't imagine what that's like as you, as a young parent, uh, have to prepare to send your children back into these schools that they know that, I mean, they have to know that it's going on because they have to practice the the, the active shooter drill. Yeah, exactly. It's a... Uh... It's nerve wracking to say the least. Um, as a parent, you you know you never want to send your child into harm's way, and you never want to believe that sending them to school would put them in harm's way. Uh, however, that's the reality of the world we're living in today, and we try to take it day by day and figure out the best ways that we can navigate it. Uh, my youngest hasn't had the opportunity to to experience an active shooter drill yet. How, how Thank is God, she? she's five. She's so five, she's okay. you know she's in a Montessori school. They're mm-hmm. very tight. They don't really do that there. But in the public schools, my oldest she she does, and it it weirds her out. It makes her nervous. How um, old is she? She's ten. 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 Yeah. Ten years. Old. So it it makes her nervous. Uh, it's a to to put it in the easiest ways that I can put it. Uh, it scares her. It, it scares her. It's um. It's a lot of movement. The way that they the way that they prepare for the drills is bar, uh, barricading the doors to the to the room, mm. and it can make the kids feel claustrophobic. It can make you panic in the in the same sense while you're trying to mm. to have a drill and trying to prepare for something to prevent you from panicking. It can send you into a, a spiral when you're actually thinking about it. And I'm actually appreciative that the you know the EMS services get involved in the fire department, the police department. They get involved and they they try to help and train the kids the best as we can but it, it, it's got to be something else that we can do to to mitigate this process because it's, it's ridiculous yeah. that's what i was saying what you know we, we we talk about we i i mean we know that i i guess the root of the problem sometimes is uh regulation and the regulate this is just like the wild wild west mm-hmm. it's just so unbelievably wild uh, this obsession uh, in this gun culture that we have to the point where our children no longer want to go to what used to be a safe place. I remember, you know, well, when I before you were even born, AJ, <laughs> <laughs> the the biggest thing that we had in school was um, uh, tornado drills. Yeah. 
We had to go out in the hallway, mm-hmm. lean against a, a load-bearing wall, and put our books over our heads. Right. Um, and uh, I, I think there may have been a, uh, a drill for, uh, what do they call it, a bomb something drill or whatever. Yeah, back I, then yeah. they did have yeah. the, the bomb drills. The bomb drills mm-hmm. and, and what have you. But they were so, so remote. Mm-hmm. The idea was so remote. Now it's, you know, just like they were saying right before the end of the year, uh, some of the pundits were talking about, you know, the fact that, you know, maybe cer- certain things have gone down, but. Uh, mass shootings have gone up, and it's not a matter of if there will be mass shootings in 2024, but when. We are not. We are four days deep, four days deep, and here's another one. Uh, and I just don't know how we can continue. There's, there's. I have friends that the reason I was asking you is that I have friends who have uh, children and grandchildren that don't want to go to school. Yeah. That I mean, that's real. Yeah, it's very real. It's uh, my nephew gets like that sometimes. He gets a little anxiety uh-huh. about the situations, and if he notices something is 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 going a little a wire in school, if if people are arguing a lot, or a, a, a specific two people or a specific group of people mm-hmm. have a problem with each other, and my nephew is uh, he turns thirteen mm-hmm. in a couple weeks here. So he he gets anxiety and, and you know he calls his mom and he asks can he can she come get him and every time she comes and grab him because isn't that awful know, what could happen you isn't know you know awful? you never know what could happen so it's a it's a double edged sword because it's pulling kids out of school it's distracting but at the end of the day you sh- as a kid you shouldn't have to worry about your life being in danger in school that's that's the last thing you should be worried about it is of course the tornado drills the fire drills and you know the bomb drills get under your desk and put your head between your legs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those all seem like things that weren't real possibilities to us at least they're to very remote yes very remote but the idea of a school shooting when you hear about shootings every day mm-hmm. when it's the fourth day of the year and there's already been another one it's you know it gets disheartening it's it's exhausting. 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. We're talking about school shootings and how parents are going forward in this new year. How can we prepare our children? Should we start? I don't know. Maybe if the kids want to stay home, you let them stay home. I know my daughter teaches. And, uh, you know, she's had children verbalize threats to her. Verbally. You know, saying, hey, I'm going to take you out. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So those things have to be mitigated, too, because there are children now uh, that are part of a culture that that's the way they see how to, I don't know, equalize the situation and make themselves feel better. Um, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to take you. I'm, I'm going to get rid of you, uh, which and then that makes the other kids nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I don't know three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight Pierre go ahead how are you Oh good afternoon Tina and to your uh, guest uh, who he's the new sound engineer Yeah he, he's our new guy Yeah yep yep he's yeah. our new producer Yes mm-hmm. Okay well you know um, my opinion is you just have to uh, crack down and um, like when these kids start issuing threats to people to mm-hmm. other students. Um, you know, you have to you have to investigate it, and um, I don't know if they still have deans of students and stuff like that. It depends on the but, school system. Some yeah, of them do. But yeah, you have, you have to just um, you have to get uh, hard on these people, and you just have to crack down and let them know no threats, no physical fighting, and none of that stuff is going to be tolerated, and you're going to get expelled. Normally, but, it's a kid that's got horrible grades 
and stuff like that. And with the school shooting, that's all on the Republicans. I mean, they want to give out guns and everything to 18-year-olds and everything like that. So we just got to keep uh, hammering them on that aspect. But, um, Tina, I got a my, – my call is dual purpose. Uh, okay. Can, can I um, – I just point everybody's direction to the Indianapolis Star today. Uh, Dana Huntinger Bimbo did a, a story on my late friend, uh, Donnie Harris. And uh, Donnie was one of those all-star uh, basketball get, um, stars back in the day at Broad Ripple High School back when I went to school. And he played against uh, people like Steve Alford. And there's a big story in um, the Indianapolis Star on that. Cautionary tale, though, um, you know, Donnie was one of those kids that was great at basketball and looked like he was on his way and then got off track when he went to college. And, you know, um, we just have to su um, support our kids. It's easier to do now today, but um, but uh, he was um, he was a great, uh, great friend. Mm -hmm. And uh, his, um, his story is in the uh, Indianapolis Star. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it now. That's tragic. Yeah. That's tragic. Yeah, tra tragic story. But, hey, it just shows the love we all had at uh, Broad Ripple High School. Uh, we, wanna have, we wanted to have this funeral there at Broad Ripple High School. And um, the uh, I think the district uh, doesn't uh, want to allow memorials um, and funerals at um, – their school anymore, and I and I would hope that uh, they would make this one exception and uh, change because you know it just shows the love that um, uh, people had for uh, Donnie and uh, the love we all have mm -hmm. um, as uh, fellow uh, Broad Ripple Rockets. And man, we used to there used to be some great rivalries back in the day, um, and you know that's what we got in IPS. We got history. Uh, that's what that that's what that school district has is some deep basketball mm -hmm. history and a lot of those uh, classes from Manuel, uh, Arlington, Northwest, Broad Ripple, Tech, Short Ridge. Um, that's one thing that uh, IPS has and that we've got that history. And so, you know, great story. Uh, there's still a GoFundMe up for them. And um, I just wanted to uh, put that out there. And thank you for letting me call in and talk about that. Great no, story. I appreciate. It. I, I, yeah, that that is a good story. Very, and it's sad. Uh, very, very sad. Uh, but um, mm -hmm. again, hats off to uh, the Broad Ripple High School um, and and the Broad Ripple High School family. I, you know, boy, kids, the the, the camaraderie that that he talks about, AJ, mm -hmm. that's that's kind of something that is built on on trust and and understanding and. And just togetherness that a lot of schools aren't able to get to anymore because nobody trusts anybody else. One hundred percent. And it, it uh, to me, it all starts in the home. So that's that's okay. what I was always taught. That's how I was raised. It starts in the home. And I just, you know, I I don't believe that that we're putting enough. We're not pouring enough into our kids. What do you mean? We're not pouring enough into our kids. We're not. We're not, we're not taking them by the hand and showing them the way, the way that they're supposed to be. Like we've. And, and I'm guilty of it too at times of letting letting the screen raise my kids, you know, and it, it you know you want to take a break as a parent, you know you want to get away for a second, and you can get 30 minutes of silence, an hour of silence if you just throw YouTube on, 
But what are they watching on YouTube? And that's not something that I ever had to deal with growing up. Everything that I saw was pointed. They, we knew what was coming on cable. It was certain channels I couldn't watch. It was certain things I couldn't get to. But the access of information, the ease of inf- the ease of access to information that we have today, is something that we've never seen before, and it's something that we've never had to deal with. And I feel like that means that we need to take more reins on giving the information to our children. Three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. There's an old saying: "The genie's already out of the bottle." Is it? Is it too? Is it? Is it going to be too hard to rein that back in? Because it's it's just un. You know, my even my 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 grandson who will be three in a couple of weeks. Uh, he knows he has a tablet, mm-hmm. and his mother has already had to. Uh, I, I don't I don't know. She's had to regulate it because he was finding videos um, and he knew, you know, he knew how to punch it and he knows how to, to slide and do all kinds of things. The, the tablet was just to watch some of his favorite shows. Yeah. And he knew how he knows the, the arrow, the YouTube arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he would find um, uh, videos where animals were knocking each other upside the head and kicking each other and which were totally not. And, you know, they were disguised as the friendly kind. And so she had to go in and set. Uh, filters right for a two-year-old mm-hmm. she had to go in and set filters for a two-year-old because yeah. he that's how what i'm saying is that's how that's how difficult it is to control uh the influx mm-hmm. of what these kids are looking at and are seeing but then again on the other hand they're they're learning they're learning from these devices and mm-hmm. these tablets so uh, yeah it, it's kind of a dub you're right it's a double-edged sword mm-hmm. i i don't and I, I don't doubt that, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, and there's several different generations of days that parents did. I, I remember we were allowed to watch um, uh, Batman at night if we were good. You know, mm-hmm. we could watch Batman. That was 30 minutes, though. On, yeah. on You know, you could watch Batman, and everybody would watch together. Everybody didn't have their own uh, separate television to watch, of course, because that was insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, <laughs> but everybody, you know, these kids now, it's the equivalent of having their own separate television, right? Right. And it's, it goes everywhere with them. And I'll say even back like back in the, in, in the older shows and mm-hmm. the days of cable television mm-hmm. when that was still relevant, we it was it was very um, even like Batman. It was very clear who the protagonist and who the antagonist mm-hmm, was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The bad guy has the gun. You don't want to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You want to be the good guy. You want right. to be Batman. Right. And Batman didn't. You, you know. So it was it was one of those things where you could always decipher who was who. The problem today is that you don't know. the The, the good guys got guns. The guys that you look up to are flashing guns and videos. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a lot. It's too much. The guns grab the bag. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and that's a whole other thing. But you know what? There's one more aspect of this, and, and we'll, we'll take a quick break. But you said it. You alluded to it a little bit. We say it all the time. Is it an overused phrase, or is it is something that's not landing? 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008 is the new listener line number for Community Connection. You want to join the convo? Call 317-972-3008. The question is, when we say we got to vote, we can change all this with a vote, is that not landing? Uh, and we'll we'll talk about that on the other side. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
WTOCAM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. you're on. And we're back with Community Connection, heading into our second hour, right at the top of our second hour. I'm Tina Cosby. Uh, 317-972-3008, 317-972-3008. Recapping um, our first hour, uh, checked in for the first time this year with our sports guy from the Indianapolis recorder, Danny Bridges. Uh, talked about the Colts' chances on Saturday. Uh, believe it or not, could be in the playoffs. <laughs> there was a, a listener who felt like we weren't giving the Colts enough love, and I, you know, I, I, I get it. Um, I'm just, I'm just staying right down the middle though, because the Colts can have you high, they can have you low, uh, and we do wish them well. Um, the uh, we talked about the, uh, the 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 tragic news, although uh, details are still coming in um, about that uh, school shooting in Iowa, uh, Perry, Iowa, the first day. Uh, of school for those high school students and uh, AJ um, our brand new uh, technical producer for Community Connection we we love hearing from AJ and uh, AJ and I were having we were having some great convo in the break y'all uh, so I can bring y'all in on it if you want but um, 317-972-3008 317-972-3008 and AJ we were talking about um, you know, you as a parent, how parents can, you know, we're starting a brand new year and here we go again. Mm-hmm. And the kids are going to hear it. They're going to know. How do you prepare your children to, how do you make them comfortable? How do you, you know, how do you talk to them right. um, about the reality that is the gun violence that is the United States, uh, that is in the United States of America? And then we were talking about voting um, is is going to be key in uh, getting voting blocks together to get some of these lawmakers who don't care, uh, they care more about a book than they do a gun, to get some of these lawmakers to have common sense gun, gun control, gun laws. Nice. And and so you were explaining that you were kind of torn on that a little. You yeah. understand the voting, but as a veteran, and so, yeah, you, you a renaissance man you are. A renaissance <laughs> man. So, uh, But, yeah, go ahead and, and explain what you were telling me during the break. Yeah, so, like I say, it's... Uh it's a it's a thin line for me. It's kind of hard to step over it because, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I am a vet. I signed up for the Army at 19, but, like, two weeks after my 19th birthday, I signed up to go. And I uh, it's it's hard for me to justify saying we should move the, the age, the age of access from for being able to buy a handgun from 18 to 21 because you can tell me that I can sign up to go fight and die for this country at the age of 18 you can tell me that and 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 push it to me too because you know there's mm-hmm. everybody comes to the high schools to recruit and that's how i got in mm-hmm. and you know there's there's got to be something there because on the other side i don't feel like you should be i don't feel like the military should be in the schools i don't feel like you should be recruiting those kids i feel oh, like they should i feel like okay. they should come to you i feel like if you if you're looking for something they should come to you but i feel like you know 18 is a, a tender age you're not an adult you know you're, you you i felt like i was then but i wasn't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it it took some years before i was able to see things with my own eyes out of my own view not my peers not my my parents out of my own view it, i was probably 24 25 yeah. So it it doesn't make sense to me to be able to sign up for that at twenty at eighteen. It should be twenty one at the very least, where you have huh. a little bit of grips of 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 mm-hmm. what the world is like and 
try to see what you, who you are yeah. outside of school, outside of your peers and your parents. 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. The lines are open uh, if you want to you wanna weigh in on the conversation. So, uh, again, 317-972-3008. Uh, Tina Cosby here talking with uh, our producer, AJ. So, AJ, when you say 18 is too young uh, from the perspective, or 19 is too young, and that it should be the, the, you know, the earliest you should be able to enlist in the military is 21, um, the development and and your your growth between those ages of from eighteen to twenty. Mm-hmm. How what what did the military do, or how did the military impact that uh, for you? That you felt like you would have been more mature had you not gone into the military until twenty one or older. Well, that's the thing. See, again, it's a it's a fine line because I don't know if I would have been more mature. I think mm-hmm. I would have been uh, a little bit more secure in myself. I don't know if that equates to maturity in in, its, in itself, but okay, if okay. it does, I, I hope it would have, but I can't mm-hmm. say that for certain. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I would have known who I was, and I wouldn't have just been trying to please my mom because that's where it came from. I was, oh, I was, okay. you know, I had thought about it throughout school. I said I wanted to go to college first. I went, I did my first semester, and I said I need a break. I don't want to do this right now, and I joined the military. I joined the Army. I, I wanted to. I had always wanted to. My grandfather was in the Army. Mm-hmm. My father was a Marine. It's It's been in my bloodline for, for forever, for the most part. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I could have went out and did my own thing. If I wasn't able to do that, I would have had to buckle down in school. I wouldn't have been able to say, oh, you know, I'm going to just take this semester off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have had to buckle down, or I would have had to go find a different route. I would have had to find a job or something like that and find myself before I go and just jump into, I don't want to call it the easy way out because there's nothing easy about it, but jump into something that is so secure when you're not securing yourself. 317-972-3008 is our listener line number. You can call 317-972-3008. So so here's my question. Uh, Okay. Mm. Military. Okay, so your generation, right? Mm -hmm. Um. The, joining the military wasn't necessarily as big of a thing as a lot of the generations prior to yours. Exactly. Uh, because that used to be almost uh, almost expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the fact that you did, and then when you came out, um, and you had been to college, and you came out. So what is your your age group, your generation, what do, what do they think about when we hear, and this is the question I asked going into the break, uh, that you've got to, if we want to impact change and we want to affect change and we want to be able to send our children uh, to school in a safer environment, uh, what does your generation, how do they feel about voting? Or when we say you've got to become more politically active, you got to mm-hmm. vote, and it, that falls on deaf ears, from your perspective, what are we, where, where are we missing the boat? Where's the disconnect? Gotcha. Uh, to put it in perspective for everybody listening, I'm a 90 scale, born in 93. Mm-hmm. So that'll be, you, know, you can do the math, that'll give you the age. <laughs> um, I'll say, for at the very least, uh, a vast majority of my generation is apathetic towards the voting process. I I want to say it's because we have seen so much. So in you're, such millen- a you're a millennial, time. correct? Yeah. Okay, you're a millennial, and we've seen so much in such a short time. I've been here 31 years, and it's it's we've seen a lot. You know, ever since we we came conscious, it was like oh, war, battles, 9/11, and 
everything everything just got progressively worse mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. we grew and it, it, it we we didn't see the changes that we needed to see at tell, what, what, like what like what for instance when the um when the housing market crashed in 2008 okay when the housing market crashed in 08 we didn't really see the legislature try to help the people we saw them help the big help companies the banks, yeah. right too, we saw them help the fail. banks we didn't yeah. see them help yeah. the too people and fail. the people yeah. were 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 begging for it they were begging okay. for help okay. and i i would i don't know the facts cuz i wasn't voting then uh-huh. but i would want to say that people were probably voting for some help or looking for some help mm-hmm. and it never got placed mm-hmm. that those type of things they lead you to apathy they lead you to not believing in the system and it's, I don't know if it's not that I don't know if it's we don't believe in the system, but we believe that there's something in this system that is broken. A lot of my peers don't feel like their votes matter, which is unfortunate. But what are we going to do to fix it? Well, and that's that's Mike. What 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 will land? Mm-hmm. What 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 lands? Is there any dialogue that lands, or is it as you say you the, you show me first and then I'll? Is is it a situation like that that you're, or a vibe like that that you're picking up? And again, the number three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight. If you want to call mm-hmm. in, I feel uh, like that could be it. I feel like they um, we can definitely get to that point where we we are looking. You know. Show me before you tell me. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we have to show up for that. And the way that it works is you have to believe what they're telling you. And we just don't believe you. Like, we just don't believe. Not you, Tina. But we just oh, I, don't know, believe, I know. I know. We don't believe the politicians. Like, it's, it's hard for us to believe them. Because yeah. we've seen so much and our parents have gone through so much. And it's like, well, yeah, you sound good. But what have you done for me lately? Nothing. And you can tell me that you're going to change things. But then I give you my vote. And I bring you an issue. It could be something as simple as a pothole in my road and nothing changes. And then I I bring you a bigger issue, like the issue of gun violence and gun laws Uh and nothing changes. And then you get to the point where it's like, well, what do I have to do to activate people to motivate them, my generation, to motivate them to get up and go vote when the way that we all feel is something needs to change with the, the people that we're being presented, the candidates that we're being presented they're not we don't we don't feel them we don't feel them yeah three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight is the new listener line for our community connection show right here on am thirteen ten and ninety five point one fm uh three one seven nine seven two three zero zero eight tina cosby here uh speaking uh with um our our newly uh newly appointed newly elected newly Landed. He's he's new here. Newly elected. Not yeah. New, yeah. Newly elected. Yeah. Let, let, we we had a vote. <laughs> we had a vote, and we got AJ. I in like here. that one. Yeah, we like that one. So, uh, but yeah, we're, we're we're just talking, and and it it all circles back, uh, AJ, to how can we start to stem what seems to be you know a, an uncontrollable tide, an uncontrollable wave of gun violence that's affecting us in on in every aspect of our lives including something that we used to take for granted you know something we all used to look forward to take pictures sending our kids to school every day uh and and sending them to to grade school to start their education sending them to high school so that they can prepare for the next chapter whatever that may be the military uh college uh trade school whatever you know work uh all of that has been compromised uh and you know, does it start with the vote? Yeah, I, I think a lot of it does. Uh, but in terms of getting 
the masses, uh, I don't know, enthused again, you know, kind of like uh, they were in the, at the beginning in 2000. It's just a difficult task uh, indeed, but we've got to do something because we cannot continue uh, to go year in, year out, day in, day out, month in, month out, uh, by starting the year out with mass shootings and ending the year with hundreds of them uh, and our babies, our children uh, at risk. And again, um, it's it's just uh, it, it's 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 just a lot, mm-hmm. uh, AJ. And you've given you know gen- generationally from a millennial uh, point of view. I I really really appreciate that. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Terry. Terry, go ahead. How are you? I am just a few years older than him. I'll be thirty eight on mm-hmm. Saturday. And I oh, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Thank you. January, baby. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. So. I, I have to agree with him. Uh, we are. It's, I, I'm. I'm kind of biased on both ends because I believe we need to vote uh-huh. um, for a change, but at the same time, I do agree with my peers and why not vote. You know, you, we we have been alive thirty. Um, like I said, almost thirty eight years, and we're not seeing a change. We're seeing things come out about politicians. And we're like, okay, how can they help us if this is a lifestyle that they're even living? Um, we're not, we're not getting a change. Uh, the, our, the people that are above us, our, our leaders or uh, elders, is it, trickling down, and nothing is making making a difference. And so then you look over. I have my two daughters in the car. One is thirteen, one is twelve, and my heart goes out to them because we're not even sure what to tell them. They yeah. look over and we see politicians like, look, look at what they're looking at on the news. And when, as it relates to Trump, like, are you serious? This this was once a president, and now we're looking at all the things that have that has occurred that he participated in. Oh, and continues like, to get so, away with, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And how how do we tell them? You know, go out and vote, vote for who you think is the best person, and then we might <laughs> vote for who we think might serve our communities. And then we come out, we come back, and we figure th- this is what we see. We see that they might have been involved in this, or we needed them to make a change, and we presented it to them, and mm-hmm. nothing happens. Nothing is occurring. And yeah. so I'm with him on it. We we are in a repetitive cycle, and nothing is changing. But, but, but we, yeah, I, I understand that. But the 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 uh, the opposite of that is if we don't, then it's going to be taken away, and we won't have the option. See, not voting is an option. Not being able to vote is a, is an absolute right that will be taken away if we don't continue to, regardless. I mean, we've got to stay in, in the fight and stay in there. Um, the and fact that what Trump and the, the GOP, what they're all trying to do uh, is to create an autocracy. And, and that is the honest to goodness truth. None of us have can even begin to imagine but living like that, you would not be able to call into this radio show and even yeah. voice that opinion mm-hmm. if he is a la- if no one votes and everyone lets him have his way and everybody says, well, nothing's you know nothing's going to change. You, we just we just have to figure out a way to, to 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 make that vote more intentional to focus it. We've got to figure out a way to make it strategic rather than standing back and withholding it and not taking it at all. Because I do know I can guarantee you, if we stop, it's going. It's going away. Yeah. And they're telling you. They're I, telling us. And something I, that was as hard fought as the vote, especially for African-Americans and females. Yeah. yeah it, it, but I, I get the feeling. I mean, it is exhausting. It's debility. I mean, it's almost it's, it's just is it's so disappointing. Mm. It's just it really is so disappointing. Uh, it but, is. 
Yeah. Like I said, I have my two girls in the car. And so from the standpoint of being an African-American woman, saying mm-hmm. at one point women couldn't vote, mm-hmm. at one point African-Americans couldn't right. vote. They're teaching them. You know, I make them stand. They have to stand out and watch me vote, watch watch dad Absolutely. vote. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then because I want them to know that at one point someone fought for us to do this. So don't give up. Mm-hmm. And I also... I'm concerned because what they're watching is, oh, we elected this person and look at what they're doing or look at what they're not doing. Yeah. So well, I agree with you because yeah. if we don't vote, then we're creating a whole nother problem where we're going to have things taken away from us. And, and, and where will we be then? Yeah. If you don't use it, you will lose it. And there are people every single day trying to take it from you and, and yeah. passing laws uh, to do so. So, yeah, we got we got to be more intentional. We got to figure out a way to focus it. And it's OK definitely. to feel that way. Yeah, definitely, uh, mm-hmm. AJ, because you, yeah, you can feel tired. You, we we all yeah. feel t- we can feel exhausted. We can feel, you know, just just totally Dis, disillusion, but we cannot quit, and that's yeah. that's I guess that's the 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 butt to it all. But mm-hmm. thank you, thank you for your call, Terry. Thank mm-hmm. you, appreciate it, uh, Counselor Oliver. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. I'm not the counselor. But last day was December thirty first. I know it was, I, but you know, <laughs> Counselor Emeriti or whatever, you know, former counselor. Yes. Okay, Duke Oliver, yes. go ahead. <laughs> yes, it's, it's about voting. Uh, we, I, many of us, uh, bought into that voting thing that all I have to do is vote and my prayers will be answered. No. But that is not true. No, it's not that, Santa that Claus. Not no, no, uh, no. We we have to participate. We just don't go vote and then go home and don't do anything. Mm-hmm. You take let's take the voting out of it completely. We talk about how we live, how we act, all these kind of things like that. Moral behavior, schooling, all that. Homework, all that. Voting is, we use that as a, many of us use that, all I got to do is vote, and I'll get a job, I'll get a new house, I'll get a new car, all I got to do is vote. There's something that has to happen every day in the adult man's life or woman's life that they do to participate in a participatory democracy. Must participate, not just go vote. Uh, once a year, once every two years, once every four years, and my life's going to be better. No, 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 no. It's participating in the environment that we live in. Uh, our images, everything goes with quality mm-hmm. of life. Voting is, that's just one thing. There are many, after you go vote, November, May, as you do that, mm-hmm. if we go home and just sit on the porch and wait for someone no, it don't have to be a Republican or a Democrat, whoever it is in office. I must send a letter, email, text message, go to a meeting and ask questions, confront the office holder about the quality of life, whatever it may be, about our schools, uh, the quality of air, everything. Mm-hmm. We must participate. Yeah. But instead, let me say this about voting again, in Marion County. Many of us, up to 85%, did not vote in the primary. Mm-hmm. Only 15, much less than 20%, vote in the primary. In the general election in November, we're topping out somewhere around <clears throat> in the lower parties. Mm-hmm. We peaked out proudly when President Obama was on the mm-hmm. ballot. Mm-hmm. Many my neighbors and myself 
participated yeah. in the voting. Yes. But still, many of us that I know blame President Obama because I, I voted for him. He didn't give me a job. That, uh, yeah. So voting doesn't work. But what did I do? Well, then, man, how do we yeah. change the messaging around uh, the relevance of voting and the importance of voting and the use of the vote? How do we it's change very, that messaging? Because maybe that's what's not landing. It's, mm-hmm. it's very important that, that we do vote. In 1995... Well, yeah, it's important to vote, but then 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 what? Yeah. Let, let me say okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Bill Crawford. In 1995, I believe yeah. it was, uh-huh. he was on the uh, Ways and Means Committee, but he was co- confronting other than the State House about the distribution of tax dollars uh Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, equally in the community, etc. State dollars. He said, "I'm an American. I'm a taxpayer. I pay taxes, and I want some return on my tax dollars that I pay into." Some of us thought that he was. <laughs> he what did he have done? Said he was an American. He was saying a true thing. He was. An, I'm an American taxpayer. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have to wait to the voting to get my tax dollars returned to my community, I'm going to petition you. I'm going to confront you. All these things. These are things that some of us are not doing. School board meetings, there's no voting there. It's participation, making a statement, and hearings downtown that I was very much a part of. I could name on on 10 fingers the persons that came, organizations that came down in my 20 years and participated in government, confronting government with services delivered to the community. It doesn't happen. We went and voted, and then went and sat down. Went and voted, went and sat down. Our schools, uh, other things, our parks, everything is services that are delivered. And many of us do not participate at that level. We've been taught and we bought into... All I got to do is vote. Okay, so let's. How do we change that, Counselor? Let let. How do we make it more effective? How do we stretch our vote and make it as as effective uh, and as useful as possible? Because well, maybe I, a lot of people I know for a fact, uh, AJ, I'm sure you do too. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks don't understand the process. They don't understand the language. Uh, the meetings are held at times when some sometimes, uh, you know, when people uh, might not be able to go or might be doing work or what have you. Uh, but you know, a lot of those meetings also are, are available online and things of that nature. But the process, so much of the the, the follow up process has been. I, I don't know. I don't want to say kept away, but not made uh, available readily and available. readily yeah. available and 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 explained in in ways that it needs to be explained. Uh, Miss Ruth, uh, Miss Ruth, Miss Rose talks about that um, a lot. Can you explain to us what we need to know? How we need? How you know? So I mean, is is that something we? How do we all do that better, Counselor? Well, I mean, we can say what we don't do, but how can we? Turn that around and say, hey, let's start doing that. You know, let's do this or let's do more of that. Yes. Right. Right there. It would take it would take a quorum uh, discussion, questions about services, result of voting or not voting. But the elected officials, the administrators, they must be uh, spoken to. 
not just go vote and go leave. No, after you vote, you must what your concerns are. You follow that up with that elected official and said these are the concerns of my community. Period. You, you can't, the textbooks at our, at our schools are not up to date. You go to school board meetings and confront school boards about those issues. That's Mm -hmm. That's not happening. That is not happening. Instead, we say, well, what does it do for me to vote? It don't do any good. So, But again, there, there's, there's a bridge right there, though, right? Yeah. There's an opportunity. There's another side to it, because on the on the other side of it, it's I don't see my elected officials until it's election season. When it's time for you to hit the campaign trail is when I get the placard in my mailbox. Mm-hmm. And or that's see them standing in the pulpit at church. Or, or then. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the only time that we yeah. really see our elected officials. And it's, there's, mm-hmm. I dare to say, there hasn't been much pointed towards my generation from our elected officials. They're, they don't get out in the community. They don't come and see us. Mm-hmm. You want us to come and see you. That's fine. It's, it's there. But if that's not working... And clearly, there's a lack of trust. There's a disconnect between my generation and our elected officials. That, that, there that there needs to be generation. something to. to I, 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 if I was in Ethiopia, we have, we have the same conversation about what, what the government doing or not doing. If I was in Japan, I'd be saying the same thing. You and I had the same set. Uh, conversation, and I can I'm respect that. But at the at but the end of the day, they have higher voting rate. I mean, like, they yeah, have higher, they have much higher voting much rate. Higher and they're voting they're rates, active. Yeah. For instance, yeah. Senator Andre Carson. I uh, Senator Andre US Carson was the first person U.S. Representative. Excuse yeah. me. He was the first person that I wanted to vote for here in Indiana uh-huh. because he came to an event that I was at, and it was a battle rap event mm. in the heart of Fountain Square on a Saturday night. He's in there with us, with yeah. a bunch of young, black, loud, rambunctious people. Mm-hmm. And he's in there, and he's pulling people to the side, and he's explaining to them why it's so important yes, he does to do get that. out and go to the poll. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love you. I want to vote for you. I want to know you better. Mm-hmm. But I don't get that from the, you know, I don't, I don't, he's a, he's an exception to the rule is what I'm getting at here. So it, there has to be something. You, you, you can't just put it all on the voters. We got to meet in the middle somewhere. Well, now you're talking about the the candidates that in the various parties that put their names on the ballot. Uh, you choose, at least I choose, not to vote for candidates that are not good for me. And I may not have that many choices, but I could have to make a choice. Uh, it's to do with... But exce- uh, accessibility and uh, making the process real. Uh, making exactly. the process relevant um, is is important, you know, kind of more of a hands-on uh, approach, uh, as as uh, AJ just said. Perhaps meeting in the middle of, of some, uh, yeah. I, 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 it's there's a good uh-huh. if, if 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 our parents, all of us have to look in the mirror. If our parents does instill in us about going to school, being the best that we can in the school system that we attend to. If we stray, if you and I stray away from that and try to apply ourselves into the greater community after high school, after college, if we're not following the instructions of our parents, start right there. Things can be more difficult, much more difficult. If any of us, if any of us 
do not have grade school, high school, or even some college. It's going to be tough, real tough, real tough. The, the outcry comes from yeah. many of us that do not have that kind of background. Well, yeah, that, that is, it's, the, it's the background of, you know, it's a civics lesson. And, and, and what you're talking about is it. And I and I get that. But what I'm saying is I get what AJ is saying as well in that, it, yeah. you know, what you don't you don't know what you don't know. And, you know, you can feel frustrated. You know, you're you're being told to vote. Your parents taught you to vote. You're being told to vote. Uh, and, but when you're not seeing or feeling or understanding how the process works until, you know, once every two years or once every three years or four years or whatever, when you see visible representatives of this, this process, it's, it's disillusioning. It's, it, it can be disillusioning. Not to say that that's an excuse not to vote because that's not what we're saying. Exactly. We're, we're, what I'm getting at is that would greatly help mm-hmm. draw people out. And I, and I, I get that this happens all over the world. There's, nobody's special you know that's that's the the theme here but mm-hmm. what we're talking about is a specific group and this specific group okay is has been we've we, we've not we don't I, I can't speak for everybody but mm-hmm. i know for myself i i would like to vote more than i do mm-hmm. but i don't know the candidates and it's it's I have to work things around my own schedule, of course we're all humans we all have our own responsibilities mm-hmm. but there's also a factor of I got to see you outside or you got to give me something. Tell me, hey, I'm doing something for the kids at, at over here. We're going to do this. I don't see that a lot anymore. Yeah. Well, that's so, the person that you wouldn't vote for. Well, the problem is, what if it's a whole bunch of them? That's the problem. It's the majority of people. <laughs> yes, that this is the reality of it. I go back to, to what Bill Crawford, as the individual person, he said, I pay taxes. The ind- I pay taxes. I want services. Mm-hmm. Is it what? Yes. I pay taxes. Mm-hmm. I want the services that my tax dollars is supposed to provide for me. Yeah. And okay. I'm going to get the individual man. Yeah. All the right. Individual <laughs> okay. Okay. up to that. Wherever it's at. Not who came and spoke or you met. No, no. Because you may not know any of them. You may not but but it, but, it, but it, it's making it real. It's bringing it home, and it's it's a different, more tangible. Um, and and counselor, thank you very much. I pre. I mean, yeah, Duke uh, Oliver William, thank you very much. I appreciate your call. Uh, but I it, and and he's the counselor is making a good. He's made, I know he's former counselor, right? But it's it's a title of respect, exactly. But um, he's making a good point about individual responsibility. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense. But your point makes perfect sense as well, is that it's a new day and a new age and, you know, life comes at all of us faster than the speed of light in a a lot lot of ways. It's a lot different now. And so those who are most successful at it are are adapting and are doing things differently. Um, And the Andre Carsons of the world who, you know, he has the youth um, employment opportunity fair. Mm -hmm. He has the other things and he is there each time he has an event or I what have into you. him so much it's yeah. uncanny yeah he, he, he's one of the folks that, that does it and then there are others that 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 don't and yeah i see what you're saying too aj well you know and that's a good that's good advice mm-hmm. if, if it's somebody that you don't see or whatever don't vote for them but when, when the majority of the body is like that then what do you do you end up not going to the polls because well, why am i getting up 
to take an hour, two hours mm-hmm. out of my day to go stand in this line to go vote for mm-hmm. one part of the val- ballot. That's mm-hmm. that's the reason. That's what's going on here. If <laughs> I hate to do this, but <laughs> I'm a J. Cole fan. I love rap, love hip-hop music. Mm-hmm. J. Cole once said, why it's 20 I think he said it was 2018 why can't I pick the things that I'm funding from an app on my screen and it was you know it was a little bit overt for the for the line that he said you know it's not going to be as simple as you know let me open this app and be able to say what I want my funding dollars to go to but can we have something like that for our candidates can we have information that's available readily that we can just download an app we're new this is what we do we can't just we can't negate the fact that we're not you guys. We can't negate the fact that we're in a digital era and we like to do things digitally. We like to do things remote. Mm-hmm. We can't negate that fact. And if you do, you're going to end up having the same problem of people not coming because they don't know you. Yeah. But the, the somehow in in all of that, in all of that we have got to maintain the vote. We've mm-hmm. got to maintain it because re- regardless. Um, and you know what? Uh, we are past a break. Uh, Tim, San, we see you. Tim, you're up next. San, you'll be after 10. Uh, we will be right back with more Community Connection right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here, uh, talking with uh, talking with you about um, a lot of things. Our our conversation uh, has circled back to voting, the importance of the vote. Um, I don't think that we've had anyone say they don't vote. Uh, we've had a lot of conversation about why it's so frustrating when you do vote. Exactly. Uh, and that is a disconnect, and that's a bridge we have to we have to cross. We have to figure out how to bridge the gap. Uh, because we cannot let voting blocks, important voting blocks, we cannot let our young people, uh, you know, as as uh, Councillor Oliver said, our, our middle age, our you know, old, we cannot let our Americans just walk away uh, from an absolute right that was hard, hard fought for, died for, and things of that nature. But we've got to figure out a way to bring folks back into the fold uh, mm-hmm. that feel like it makes it doesn't matter because it does, uh, even though it doesn't look like it, it does. Uh, and um, so there, there's that. Tim, go ahead. How are you? Tim, how you doing? Uh, Tim, doing are good. you there? Just one, just one quick, uh, one quick correction. My name is Kim. K-I-M. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kim. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's Kim. all right. That's all right. Hey, TJ, I'd like to welcome you to the show. AJ. AJ, I'm yeah, sorry. that's okay. Thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for your service. I'm a veteran myself. Uh huh. Thank you for your service. Thank you. I did 25 guard and five active. I stayed on active duty mm-hmm. uh, from uh, 06 to 07 after I came back from Iraq. Mm-hmm. But this is what I want to just throw out to you. Uh, you made the comment that, or the, yeah, okay, the comment that you didn't feel that the recruiters should be in the high schools. Well, this is this is just my point of view. I have been working with youth for over 30 years, from the Job Corps to detention. I still work at a detention center. Mm -hmm. So when the individual talks to me about the military, uh, this is what I tell them. I tell them, first and foremost, you have to do it for you. You can't do it because someone in your family or whatever. Now, this is just my belief. Mm -hmm. And because I tell them, 
you have to score well on the ASVAB, uh, better jobs, better opportunities. You have to study that thing. You know, it's good to have a ideology of what you want, what you see in movies, or maybe someone that you know. But the bottom line is you got to do it for you. And, uh, AJ, I think uh, that's the point that kind of struck me most when you said you did it for your mother. Right. Now, there's, there's nothing wrong with that, man. I'm not, I'm not kicking that at all, you know. But you take me, I joined the National Guard when I was about 26 or 27. But uh, in doing that, I wished I had went straight out of high school. Now, long story short, life, each life and everybody's path and journey is different. I think I was just as, at, at 18, due to life situations, I had to take on a certain amount of uh, responsibility to help my mother. So at 18, I would have been ready. At 27, I was still ready, but when I went in, I will say this. I'm 69 years old. I did 30. I, I said 30. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I did because even at 27, I learned things. Uh, at yeah. 27, that yeah. was just as beneficial at 18. Mm-hmm. Right. So long okay. short, and, and, and the second part of that is I would rather they have recruiters in the high school. Uh, you never know. A lot of things are visual. You know, kids, young, young people are visual. And I would rather them see a recruiter and all that they have to offer. You take, for example, that career exploration program. I don't know if the high schools have it now or if they don't push it, man, that program is beautiful. It 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 explores. Mm-hmm. Uh, it allows the individual, and you don't have to join the military. Mm-hmm. It allows that individual to find out what their potential and capabilities for various occupations are within the military. And so, when you look at what the young male and female, black or white, but I'll say African American, is dealing with today. I think it's a good option to have there. Now, is the military perfect? No. No. But I think for an option standpoint of view, uh, I, think it's, I think it's a good source. Now, lastly, I tell the individuals that, that I talk to, it's like I said, hey, get good counseling if you want to go. Uh, make sure you study for the ass, man. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, you have to want to, mm-hmm. because if you don't, as you know, you can end up in a situation there that is not the best for you. <laughs> to you say have the no least. motivation. Yeah. You, you yeah. won't want it, and you will want to leave, but you just don't walk out like that. Exactly. You know. Yeah, so, and 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 the re- and the reason eighteen uh, obviously is that that's that's a milestone when I mean, you're eighteen mm-hmm. and you graduate from high school, so you're starting, um, you know, another phase of your life. So that's right. why you know the age of eighteen that they're in the, the high schools yeah. right. giving and, you know and, life and, options. So yeah, and I would say this in closing. Okay, I have a daughter. I don't I don't have a son. Uh-huh. I had two stepsons, uh-huh. and I talked to them about it when that time came, mm-hmm. and. I told them the same thing. You have to want to. But if I had a son now and he was not sure, was it college, or just wasn't sure, I would recommend at least, I don't know what the contracts are now, two, three 
But I would recommend that he, at least if he even had thought about it, we would have a conversation, but I would rather he go to the military than to float around out here. And really, I think it's a waste of time. Now, that's those are just my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And you're entitled to them, yeah. yeah. They yeah. will. They will bring out things in you that maybe you didn't know. They put you in leadership positions early. 100%. They, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and these are things that some of our young men need. Yeah. And it gives you confidence. Yeah. Well, so, there was yeah, there was a time when that was part of a sentencing, criminal court sentencing. <laughs> yeah, that's for yeah. certain level, you know, certain level mm-hmm. uh, felonies. Uh, you had that, to do some you, time. You had to do some to. Uh, you had yeah. to go to either to do some time or go to the military. Yeah. That yeah. I think a, a but, court <laughs> reversed that, but uh, there was a time when that was the case. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I just I just think it's an option that you know I, I would I would hate to hate to see go yeah. away, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and that's. No, that's just my okay. comment. Okay, all right. Well, thank you, Kim. And I appreciate it. And I like okay. that, Kim. I yeah. like that, Kim. I'm, thank you for your call, and uh-huh. I, I do like your opinion. I don't, I don't know if it should be just taken out of the schools all the way, but it. Uh-huh. in my high school, my Army recruiter was there every Thursday. <laughs> okay. The entire year. The all Marine year. recruiter was there oh, wow. every Wednesday. Now, this the was entire in year. Chicago. Yeah. Okay. And the Air Force recruiter was there every other Tuesday. He didn't come every week. He came every other week. How many How many students were in your graduating class? 360. So not necessarily an absolutely large, because that was about no. how many was in mine, but yeah. I mean, they it's, have the mega classes up here in Indianapolis. No, nah, yeah. Our school was rather small 3, for the most part. Yeah, rather small. But, so. You know, it's, and I agree with him. But on the flip side, it's the way that you went, Kim, mm-hmm. was the way that I would have wished I went. And all I can oh, say okay. to that is hindsight is twenty twenty. Is that's what I was getting at before? Is you were, you were a man by then. Yeah. You were an adult. Yeah, you yeah. you knew what was yeah. going on in the world, and you said to yourself, you know what, you know what I need. I need yeah. something to give me some discipline and some structure. And you went and you got it. Yeah. The 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 issue that I take up with the recruiters being in the school so much mm-hmm. is. You you probably don't want it. It seems like you want it, but you probably don't. It's probably because it's giving you attention. Yeah. I did some time doing recruiting while I was in the guard at Warren Central over here on the east side. And so many of the kids that would come up to the table would just come up because they wanted a keychain. <laughs> or they would come up because they want to do the push-up test and impress girls. Yeah, They don't want to really, really give yeah. you their information. Yeah. They don't want to join. Right. But you you schmooze them into joining. Mm-hmm. You schmooze them into making it into making it look like and feel like the yeah. best thing ever. Yeah. And hey. you know that's it gets a little heavy there. It gets a little heavy. Yeah. And that's what I get at when I say you probably it's, there's there's the cases. There are the cases that are people that are super hua. That's an army term. You're just super mm-hmm. hua, and you you want to do this from birth. There are people like that. Yeah. There are people that just want it. But when you're recruiting out of high schools that vision is askew because you're yeah. you're surrounded by your peers yeah true good point very very good point very great perspective i like that very great perspective uh this will be our last one aj and then we got to scoot on out of yeah. here uh san you get the final call go ahead how are you hi happy new year i'm going to keep it short number one um <laughs> because of reconstruction uh-huh. we were able to vote in the what in the 1800s mm-hmm. yes okay Okay, and a good a good uh, series to check out would be Dr. Lewis Gates' Reconstruction Era. Yes. The reason why we have public school, it was either in part one or part two. Mm-hmm. There were some black men in South Carolina, just on the na- nationals, 
uh-huh. uh, that put together a bill so that all children, the poor, see the, the the poor white kids and the poor black kids, they weren't being taught, but they put together the the public school system that we have to this day because of those black men from South Carolina. Yeah. Number two, uh, my father and grandfather were big influences in my life. My grandfather told me that uh, for me to vote, I think a lot of people came up north in order to vote. He lived in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he told me, whatever I do, if I have to walk two or three miles, four miles, if I catch a bus, whatever I do when I come of age to vote, he said, for all of my life, do not miss voting. Absolutely. And I asked my grandfather, I'm a little girl, I'm a little girl. I said, why, granddaddy? He said, because it is your right mm-hmm. as a citizen and it could be taken away. Absolutely, yes. I said, whoa. So I didn't understand vote and everything, but he said, vote. So I did what my granddaddy said. <laughs> and he was a staunch Republican mm-hmm. at the time. My father told me um, as I was a teenager, yes, you need to vote. But as you're going toward, he said, you're going toward the end time. And I'm, I'm like, yeah. what? What end time? Uh, not like the times we have. Now, when I was coming up, where the doors were unlocked, you go in and out. My mm-hmm. grandparents mm-hmm. lived on, in Hallville. My, yeah. my yeah. mother's youngest sister and her husband, mm-hmm. eight kids, lived across the street. We're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I came home from school and got ready to go in my grandfather's house, and the door was locked. He said, time has changed. My father told me this. Do not have any allegiance to any man in a pulpit or anything. Then I find out from PBS documentary that we were in first uh, second corinthian church where jim jones was at age nine my my father got us out of there and we went back to my grandfather's church but he said look at character he said do not have any allegiance to any man and now i understand why <laughs> he said look at character and i always admired, admired trump i looked at Hillary Clinton, she wasn't doing anything for herself. She just wanted, you know, bombing her husband, everybody else ripping, running around for her while she's eating bombs. I like, I didn't have a, a very much respect for her. But one day when I heard Trump say about his daughter, that's my daughter over there. Look at her. If she weren't my daughter. I'd get some of that. I said, oh, hell to the gnaw. I'm like, because if you're the, the most powerful man in the world, you're planting a seed. Hmm. The president thinks. Mm. I get it. Like, mm, I'm attracted to my daughter. I'm like, no, I, I can't vote for him. And so look at January 6th. If if it weren't for yeah. the, the forces that be and Mike Pitt saying, like, no, I'm not going with you. I'm going to stand for the Constitution. Things would be different. And then if you check a, 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 a something from Fox News, December 5th, 2023. Yeah. yeah. In that interview, Trump said, when someone says something, he said, he'll be a, I'll be a dictator for a day. We've yeah. never, yeah. ever had a president say, I'll be dictator for a day. He wanted to be dictator forever. That's why uh, January 6th. Happens. Yeah. So, so when I say okay. I'll vote for Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck, I'm not. I have no. I, I I do not have any allegiance to a party, but I look at character, and I was like, ah. Uh. 
and and so this is what we've got to do. Another thing, there is a, an app called Our Congress, and it has, and if you put in your address, it'll, it'll pull up, bam, your district, and then it gives you the bills that's going on, and then your your representatives on that page it gives the Twitter, the phone number, and the email. So be involved, right, folks, because if we don't vote this time, this this next time, four years later, we may not be able to vote. And my mm-hmm. grandfather it, it emphasized vote mm-hmm. with black people. 99, 99.9% of us needs to vote. God bless you guys and your families and have a great new year. You too. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate it. Yeah, um, and, you know, we certainly covered, uh, covered that area that if, uh, you know, it's very, very real that it'll be taken away from you. But at some point in time, we have to get out of the crisis mode, too. Uh, because folks are going to stop responding to this is the most important ever, or this is whatever. We But we do have to make it plain and make it clear what we're up against. Uh, mm-hmm. But in in the interim, you you make a good point. Uh, we we got to bridge that gap uh, and, and get more folks involved and keep them there, you know, more involved in the voting process and keep them there mm-hmm. uh, from a bunch of different um uh, uh, different generations uh, because we all uh, we all have to work together but uh, uh, to be continued to be continued <laughs> there's no doubt uh, the conversation uh, needs to be uh, continued you know certainly our thoughts are with uh, those children uh, out in uh, and, and administrators out in Iowa and everywhere and anywhere you know we want the we want the violence to stop we want the shooting to stop we want our politicians to wake up uh we want our citizens to uh, you know start holding politicians heels to the fire mm-hmm. uh more uh we you know we just want all of that and uh, maybe that'll all coalesce maybe it'll all come together in 2024 we can only hope so sure hope so um yeah we surely do we surely do but uh we'll be back tomorrow um and, um, you know, AJ, uh, thank you for your input. That's been uh, invaluable. It's well, been really invaluable. Thank you for having me on. Oh, yeah. I appreciate well, yeah, it. Thank you. Well, you're here with us every day, so, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll have you check in periodically. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have a pick for the college uh, football? Um, I'm 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 rolling with Washington. I think I am, too. I, I can't bring myself to root for Michigan. I'm, I like Ohio State, so... Yeah. Oh, you like Ohio? Okay. Yeah, well, okay. I like Ohio State. So I'm, I'm, I'm rooting. I'm riding with Washington. Yeah. Our boy Jeff uh, called back, and it looks like he wanted to mention that Harbaugh is being looked at uh, as the coach of Los Angeles Chargers head coach job. So oh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the NFL and uh, college. That's uh, Power Five. That's college, that's all of it. You know, they, everybody every year. You know, folks get up and move around and do yeah. whatever. So it's all. Uh, and the Colts. Any any uh, any predictions on how that one's going to go? It's I'm going to say the right thing here. I'm going to say the right thing here. I'm going to forget 2006. I'm going to forget what you guys did to me. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to say, let's go, Colts. Let's get away. Oh, okay, right? let's get away. We want to see some playoff away. football. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Where, where is Lovey now? Oh man, Lovey retired. He was in he Houston. Retired. He was okay. in Houston last year, and he was it last year. This yeah, he was in Houston year last year. Yeah. He gifted us the Bears the number one pick because okay. he threw the game, uh-huh. and he rode off into the sunset. Okay. God bless you, Lovey, wherever bless you, you are. Lovey. Yeah, Lovey was <laughs> Lovey was there about that gift uh, <laughs> the Colts and Lovey and Tony Dungy uh, with the Colts when we won, right mm-hmm. in 06. Yeah, that was Lovey. Yep. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. Hey, uh, but uh, like I said, we got a, a whole lot more uh, t- coming up uh, in the coming days. A lot more, uh, and including tomorrow uh, when we're going to just review some stuff. 
stuff and, and look ahead. Uh, I got a whole bunch of stuff coming up next week as well. Heading into the King holiday, so we're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of observances for that. So that is all the time we do have for right now. Uh, we are always praise AM 1310 and 95.1 FM. Indy's inspiration. Don't forget about our website, praiseindy.com. Willie Moore Jr. on the radio is up next. Thank you, as always, for listening. Don't forget, our new call-in number is 317-972-3008. That is our new phone number for Community Connection. We'll give it to you again tomorrow, the next day, and then the next day, and the day after that. And then all that comes in. Anyway, as always, everyone, please be safe and be well. Until tomorrow, I'm Tina Cosby, and this is Community Connection.